Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich or Miss, episode 246. Hey, my riches, I'm Hayut, and I'm so happy to be here today with you. My fantastic guest today, Paha Malbadvi, said when I asked him about his biggest failure. I was doing business development at the time, and I noticed that for a lot of our prospects whom I was reaching out to, I was not getting a high conversion on the outreach. What I noticed was the power of personalization and your approaches, not approaching customers to sell anything, but just approaching them to add value. Value itself will play a big role in your relationships with a potential customer. You need to develop that relationships and build the trust rather than always looking at it as a transactional relationship. I love this story and I loved this interview with Paul at Balvi. I'm sure you would love it too. Let's listen to his bio. My name is Paul Badvi. I'm a copywriter and brand strategist serving conscious businesses. I spent my formative years in Iran and moved to Canada, eager to work for purpose-driven tech and B2B companies, but soon became disillusioned. I love working with conscious entrepreneurs, people who share my values and vision for the world, clients that I feel energetically aligned with, and who believe in making profit and impact. That's why together with my partner, I founded Mocho & Co., the first full-service digital agency exclusively for conscious businesses and disruptors. I'm committed to helping businesses of all sizes realize Fred Kaufman's vision of businesses, conscious of inner and outer worlds taking into account body, mind, and spirit in self, culture, and nature. Baham al-Badvi, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, Hayud. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm so happy you are here. It's great to be here. Hmm. I'm excited to dive in with you. I'm excited as well. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now. What are you doing and most passionate about today? And where are you heading? Yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm leading Mocho & Co., which is an integrative digital agency serving conscious businesses, businesses that truly see business as a force for good. Right now, at a, we're at a stage in our business where we're taking a reflective time and we want to look back at how we've served our customers, how we can do things better and uh, how we can listen more appropriately to our customers. And what do you expect to come out with at the other end of the month? Right. 
So right now we have been serving our clients one-to-one. We've been thinking about custom solutions in, in ways that we can solve their business in, in a sequential way. However, we're seeing a shift where customers are coming to us and they need consulting. They need us to really lead their marketing team. And that's really the new product that we're, we're thinking about developing. Wow, sounds fantastic. Thank you. Tell me a bit about your career path. How did you start? How did you come to this uh, business? Yes, great question. So I, I graduated university and I was a lost 20-year-old boy, just graduated university, had a lot of passion, wanted to, uh, wanted to work for technology companies. And in my university years, I had uh, previously been in the sales and marketing uh, world. So that seemed like the natural trajectory for me coming out of university. And uh, I, I initially joined this company called Picketic, and they were on route to getting acquired by Eventbrite. Shortly after when I joined them, they were acquired um, by the San Francisco Giants Eventbrite. From there, I made a shift into uh, another company called Vidyard, which is a video management solution. And they were in their Series D funding, so growing quite rapidly. And uh, the... The journey in sales and marketing was great, and I noticed initially in that stage of my life that I wanted to be more um, independent in my own business. I wanted to determine my own schedules. I wanted to visit my family that I had uh, back home and in Europe. So from there, I noticed that working corporate was not a long-term solution for me. So I initially had that itch of going completely freelance and starting my own business and building from scratch that was really that entrepreneurial spirit was initially in me mm. and uh after yes after leaving vidyard i decided to build my own uh, my my previous business that is still it, it's still in beta phase but i noticed that what was lacking while building my first business was brand branding and marketing experience um so from there i actually put that business on hold i noticed that i was hitting a wall with it shifted into working contract, contracting digital marketing, contracting jobs, uh, full-time initially. I worked with one company, uh, Aura Offices, but then the pandemic happened. <laughs> and Aura Office was actually focused on helping growing companies with their company culture and office space. But then when the pandemic happened, nobody really wanted to design their office spaces. So Obviously. from there, I was actually laid off because their, their business couldn't have a business development or a marketing person when no revenue was coming in. So from there, I noticed that, okay, well, if a corporate job is actually promising you security, but can't give you security, then there's no point in doing corporates, mm, <laughs> which correct. is what sort of shifted my journey into freelancing. And how did you choose this company? How did you decide what you want to do? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. So Initially, I started with freelancing and I started to take on clients that were in the conscious, conscious space, that were doing business, that were using business as a force for good. And after seeing them coming back to us with stories about how they've, business, how they've been able to grow their business from 10K to 40K per month and above and beyond, uh, we were really motivated to, to really serve as an extension of their marketing team to be growth partners. And that's what shifted into me starting Mocho & Co. Uh, to be able to really service them 
and serve them the way that they deserve to be served uh, and help them really scale their business above 40K and beyond to be able to have more financial independence in their lives and do more things that bring impact into this world. And how long have you been doing that? I've been full-time freelancing for almost two years, uh, for, for almost two years, but my own business started at the beginning of 2021, which is very recent. That is very recent, and you already taken one month to uh, figure out what is the next stage. So you think it's fantastic. Exactly, it's fantastic. exactly. <laughs> you are an entrepreneur. Now you are a full-time entrepreneur, and I would like to ask you, what would be your best advice to any entrepreneur that listening to us right now? Mainly regarding the customer focus and customer approach, but it can be regarding any other subjects as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it really comes down to taking conscious steps forward as an entrepreneur and realizing that you can't do everything. Rather, really putting out the most minimum viable product out there that can make the maximum impact with the current resources that you have is truly uh, the challenge initially when you start off as an entrepreneur. Uh, and I noticed that as soon as I put myself out there with who I am, with what I can offer, and I got a few clients and I did a process of elimination, really, I didn't start off knowing that I'm going to serve conscious businesses. I didn't start off knowing my demographic exactly, what these people are interested in, what they're reading. Um, but over time, I think speaking uh, to more prospects and working with clients more on, uh, on a consistent basis, uh, you start to realize who your ideal client avatar is. You start to realize the type of clients that are on a similar frequency as you, that you enjoy working with the most. And then sooner you'll know who exactly those people are by seeing a pattern in, uh, in your customers and the people who are approaching you. So I think really putting yourself out there initially um, with, with a beta product or if, if you're the product, if you can put yourself out there initially and offer what you feel like there is a gap in the market where you feel like you're strongest, that, that is more than enough, I think, as an entrepreneur to get started with. Hmm. You've got successes. I'm sure you do. And we will talk about it in a minute. But mm -hmm. I to ask you what is your biggest most critical failure with customers the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most so it, i think a failure for me personally was when i started off working at vidyard which is the second corporate job that i shifted into and Soon I realized that, uh, that I was having issues with conversions and how some of the outreach that I was doing perhaps wasn't connecting or wasn't landing with the audience. And, you know, as a, as a young 20 year old that I was, that was sort of a, a hit to my ego. And I noticed that soon enough, I noticed that those failures and those outreaches were actually teaching me a much bigger lesson around, uh, building a personal relationship with prospects before going into business. And sometimes my outreaches that were unrelated to business that were just personal about things that I noticed on their profile mm. um, actually worked better than a, than a business angle. So bringing the, 
they say that human-centered businesses are doing quite well, but I think a lot of businesses are missing the human in the human-centered business. So, so I think bringing the humanity back into the business was one of the biggest takeaways uh, in in sales that in sales and marketing that we're doing. So all the work that we do right now is very aligned with ensuring that anyone who interacts with and is is really seeing the value up front, and that came from my initial sort of outreach to clients and seeing what they care about, what's important to them and how you can really bring uh, the human in back into the human centered business. Hmm, love that. And now I would like to ask you to tell us the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I started working with, uh, with a client back in summer, actually. And, uh, this was the first time that I was approached by, by a client that really wanted, like, from the get go, she, she trusted the process and she wanted us to tell her exactly what needs to be done in her business. What are the gaps in her business that are missing? And this person, uh, Heather Ivani, she was a yoga teacher for 20 years. Uh, had led many different experiences before and was really well known in her space and her community. However, with the pandemic that happened uh, in 2020, March of 2020, she noticed that uh, there's a necessary shift that needs to take place in her business. She needs to evolve her brand. She needs to position herself uh, as a spiritual mentor who offers programs that people can join so making that shift was very uh, daunting for her because there was a lot that needed to be done and it wasn't really her strong suit to, to do the marketing. She was already taking a head start and learning how to do sales and, and, and that was amazing because on the marketing end, we could really deliver leads, high quality leads to her and then we could see that convert. So it was a, it was a beautiful collaboration from the get-go and working with her, we updated her brand initially, we updated her website, we developed a seven-day spiritual reset, which is a, which is a seven-day uh, email course that we specifically crafted for her audience. And after inputting all of these uh, specific, uh, after delivering these, uh, these specific uh, tasks and deliverables to her, we noticed a big jump in not only her profit, but the number of people that were reaching out to her worldwide, not just in Canada, but in America, uh, in Europe. So it's really taking her business and shifting it from a local business to something global and seeing her income jump from uh, jump to $40,000 a month and the transformation that created in her uh, personal life uh, has been really rewarding. Mm, wow, sounds fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, marketing, or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and might help other entrepreneurs as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So in terms of a technological tool, I think for us, it's, it's been Trello that has been super helpful. And, and I'm only saying this is because it, as a business owner, and especially when you're just getting started and the first year or two, 
you have to wear a lot of hats. You have to wear the marketing hat, the sales hat, the finance hat. Um, so I think having organ, being organized in your mind and reducing mental fog comes down to really visualizing what your quarters are going to look like, what your deliverables look like for clients. Um, basically what I'm saying is once you have organization, you can start to tackle things in order of priority. So I think Trello for us has been really fundamental and, uh, and crucial in that process. Wow. Thank you for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I do believe that for each of us, there is one factor that really helps us win and helps us succeed. And I want to ask you, what is your one key success factor? I have to say collaboration because I, I truly believe that in order to make a big impact, we need to collaborate together uh, around an intention, around a mission. And for us, that's been serving conscious disruptors in the space. And uh, I can't say that I've done that alone. Uh, I have a great partner who helps me and the team uh, behind me. So that's been uh, that's been very much so the lesson to collaborate. Did you think so while you were working not as entrepreneur before that as well? The collaboration is the most important thing or the, or the key success factor for your successes? That is so interesting that you bring that up because I think I end the world with the assumption that collaboration is key and a fundamental part of, of growing any business. That being said, I think there are certain, let's call them incentives, or perhaps uh, just things that are set up in a corporate world uh, that prevent you from collaborating, or perhaps don't incentivize you from collaborating. So I think there's quotas that are set up, so people are perhaps competing uh, in, in some cases, at least in the sales department, I felt that there was a level of uh, unhealthy competition that was happening. Um, and while I felt like collaboration could actually help us achieve more things, the systems of the company weren't incentivizing that. So I do think that in an entrepreneurial role, because you're playing, uh, you're, you're in the leadership role, you can definitely uh, realize that collaboration is, is challenging, but I think it's very, very fundamental and crucial. Hmm. My final question, before I ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. Mm -hmm. And as my listeners already know, I've been imagining this journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain, you know, step after step after step. And then when you reach the peak, you are always looking to climb a higher peak. And sometimes you need to go down in order to reach the peak. And at some point, I started to ask my guests, and that's what I want to ask you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain, or do you have any relationships with mountains at all? I love this question so much. And <laughs> to answer your question, yes, I, I enjoy hiking uh, quite a lot. So uh, I think the, the story that comes to my mind is uh, there was one summer where I had a new roommate back in back in university and uh this person was in his 30s uh he was older he had just come uh to to this place for three months and he was in love with climbing so he would go to 
Squamish, which is a mountainous area in British Columbia. And he would climb almost every day. And sometimes he would actually stay up there and tent up there. And once I told him, hey, I really, I really want to like hike a big mountain with you. I don't think I'm ready to climb anything big yet. Uh, but we, yes, we started one, one day and we woke up at six, right when there was, the sun was rising and we decided to uh, climb a, a really big mountain that I wanted to do in British Columbia. Uh, and, and going on that journey with him, I noticed that I, I constantly wanted to sort of reach the viewpoint that was higher, that was higher. But then halfway through that journey, I noticed that, okay, well, if I'm always looking forward to the next peak, I'm never enjoying the viewpoints of each mm. of these peaks. I'm never taking a time to appreciate how far I've come. And that was, that was really a moment where I noticed that it's very applicable to entrepreneurship. I noticed that early on their rest and recovery really go hand in hand with growth and we can't always be pushing and pushing and pushing and not reflecting and restoring ourselves and uh yes i mean after that i i would take more time to pause and reflect at each of these viewpoints i would take some time to take some deep breaths and that uh shifted my perspective hike and once we got to the viewpoint uh i noticed that there's other viewpoints and other mountains that are higher than me and again i thought oh there's there's other viewpoints that are higher and i felt more okay with that at that point because i noticed that i had come a, a far way to get to where i am and there's always going to be higher peaks to to appreciate but i think being grateful for where where i am was uh was my takeaway from that hiking experience wow what a nice story. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? Absolutely. So Instagram is probably the best way to stay in touch with me. My own personal profile is at follow your why. Uh, if anyone wants to uh, send me a DM there, I'd be happy to connect with them and uh discuss anything uh, that we have in, in similar interests. Uh, if it's a business inquiry, it's mocho and co. And that's, uh, that's my full service agency that I'm leading with my partner. And uh, that's the best way to stay in touch if, uh, if there's a project that they need to discuss with me. Fantastic. So we will have these two links in the show notes of this interview. And Pa, I would like to thank you so much for coming today. It has been a wonderful interview, and it's been great to listen to you. And thank you so much for coming here. Such a pleasure to chat with you, Hayu. Thank you so much for having me. Take care, and bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.